This podcast is part of the Red 5 Network. For more Red 5 Network podcasts, visit red5network.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome to War of the Stars, a Star Wars podcast. Coming to you, as always, from deep within the Outer Rim, far beyond the watchful eyes of the Galactic Empire. My name is John Mark Tolley, and joining me, as always, is my host, the one, the only, Will. How are you today? I am really excited. Yeah, <laughs> me too. Oh, we have so much, so much to talk about. By the way, Bright Suns, everyone. Yes, we are here. We are officially finished with the final chapter, part six of Obi-Wan Kenobi, and we are here to talk Kenobi. Oh, just so much. And let's just start right from the beginning. I love that there wasn't this whole big build up to will we see Reva? Will she still be alive? Will they do the whole thing? It was just, nope, there she is. Oh, yeah. I will say this about this this series, this particular series, you know, mm-hmm. in in contrast to maybe Mandalorian and even Boba Fett, um, I feel like this was the most obvious that it was a that it was supposed to be a movie. Not mm-hmm. that the, I, I don't think it was supposed to be a movie full out, and they just you know chopped it into six parts. I mean, no, that would be a four hour movie, which is really unheard of. They don't really do that. So, but I do think that they had an idea, maybe just a story treatment, maybe just an outline that mm-hmm. they were going to kind of play with. And then they made the shift to doing Disney Plus and they decided to make it, they felt like a six-part series was 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 there. And I feel like something that Star Wars fans have to get used to is, we've talked about this ad nauseum and we'll still talk about it, but, you know, the whole being critical and providing feedback of how you you know, like yeah. or like that didn't like an episode or whatever. And again, like I said, could resonate with some, not with others. And that's fine. Yeah. But there was, you know, I mean, when people get like hung up, when they're hang ups, I'm not going to call them that. We'll call them Star Wars hang ups. If you want to have hang ups now, then that's different because you can have a hang up if you want. The show's over. Okay. The season ended and this series is over unless they decide to do a season two. Mm-hmm. But until then, you know, oh my God, for the love of all, for the love of the force, can we not talk about any more about like at the end of last episode, the Grand Inquisitor? Everybody was like, oh, why? How could they kill the Inquisitor? They didn't. They didn't kill yeah. him. There he was. And now, like you said, this week they're talking about, Mo, you know, Moses Ingram was like, oh, I mean, is she going to be dead? Is she going to be back? And no, there it is. Done. There it is. Yeah. And just, so much yeah. of this story today just wrapped things up very nicely, mm-hmm. you know, and it was fine. And it it told a story. It had a beginning and a middle. It had an end. Yeah. And and, and, and there's some things that people have been saying are plot holes that I will shoot my own my own holes into to fill those plot holes. <laughs> plot, because plot holes. Plot holes in the plot. They are not. And, well, let's just get one right over because this is going to be full of spoilers. So spoiler alert if yes. you haven't already. Weep, weep, weep. Spoiler For alert. those who complain about Reva's redemption about Reva turning back to the light side. Have you not seen Star Wars? Star Wars is all about redemption. I, I've heard rumors, that's what we're hearing now, that she might be getting her own show, which yeah. I would be really interested in seeing. What I'm loving about this time in, in fandom and the fact that, you know, Disney Plus 
has allowed us to take more intimate stories. And it doesn't have to be such broad strokes. Mm-hmm. And we've been able to see that with this Mandalorian character. We've been able to see it with Boba Fett. We've been able to see characters develop in ways that they just wouldn't be able to do in a Skywalker film or even a spinoff like Rogue One or Solo. Mm-hmm. They need time. They need episodes. They, this is storytelling, a type of storytelling. And, you know, my goodness, Star Wars has been getting in the weeds with this kind of thing since Splinter of the Mind's Eye. Do you ever read that, by the way? I have not read that. No. It's interesting. It's, it's very interesting. It's especially interesting. Sorry, sidebar here. It's very interesting considering where the story went. But mm. this was, you know, the original idea of that was that it was going to be kind of a sequel. And in case the movie flopped, but they wanted to, the original movie, and they wanted to have more further adventures, this could be a direction that it went. Mm. So, um, it's interesting. You know what I mean? And then, and then we have all the comics, all the Marvel comics, all the Dark Horse comics, back to the more Marvel comics. They have been digging into these little places to f- tell stories for decades. Oh yeah. It's just, this is the first time we've seen it in live action. So I'm, I'm, I'm there for it. So I, 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 cause I, like I said, pick it off the shelf or don't, but I'm yeah. happy it's there. All right. So I mean, yeah, yeah, we, we see their Tatooine. Um, and we see that same, um, Guy that was at the the uh, the whale meet, yeah, the um, the bully. I I, I kind of yeah. was like, oh, is this guy gonna get well, uh, his cup up, come up in or whatever? The Ryan Airy, shout out to Ryan Airy at Screen Crush gave a uh, gave a good shout out, gave a, a good nickname for him. Said there's a new species in the Star Wars galaxy, the space redneck. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's like, um, uh, okay. <laughs> But that's when we're re-entered, where we see that Riva is not dead. She is very much alive. But injured. And but injured. injured, yes. Yes. Which we I appreciated that. that she didn't just bounce back from that. Yeah. Um, and she is looking for Owen. Okay. Now, I do have one question. Yeah. So, in the last episode, we got the understanding that uh, the third sister, Riva, was... It turns out, you know, finds out that she was a youngling mm-hmm. and that she is, in fact, actually going after Vader. Yes. Okay? And she's getting Kenobi so that she can be on Vader's, like, right-hand woman. And then yeah. he, she can be in a place of good position so that she could take him out. Now, that she does that. It fails. She fails miserably. Mm-hmm. So what was her arc at this point? I think at this point, you know, going to find she she was just trying to, from a character standpoint, I think she thought killing Vader would help heal that pain. And at this point, I think it's just she wants someone to feel the same pain that she's feeling. I think that's what it is. I think she's 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 done trying to find Vader. She's realized Vader is off the table. So she saw all these younglings killed. So now she's going to kill a youngling herself and have someone else feel that same pain that she okay. felt. I think that's what it is. Okay. Anyway, I thought it was interesting. I mean, we're kind of fast forwarding, but we can fast. We can, you know, yeah, we can bounce like, back and forth. I liked that. We, let's, let's tell her story. Talk about her story first. I enjoyed mm-hmm. how they, um, going parallel stories that really didn't connect until no. the very end. Mm-hmm. And when Obi-Wan shows up and Obi-Wan didn't have to do anything, you know, he was just standing there. She, 
made the conscious decision, you know, to not uh, end the life and and brought him back, you know. Mm-hmm. And what was she saying? She was on the ground and she was kind of kneeling, and she was and Obi Wan went down to her, knelt down to her, and and I, I failed him. I failed. I failed them. I failed them. I right. failed so, them. So there was this connection with the other younglings, with mm-hmm. the ones that she couldn't save. And I think that she was just so full of regret and remorse and darkness that she just was going to give into it. But then she yeah. opted not to. She made a choice. Yes. And she was not like Anakin. She was not like Vader. So um, I thought that was interesting. I, I, I will say my only slight criticism, and it is slight, is that I didn't feel that they told that last part of the narrative very well. Yeah. That was it. Like it was just there was a lot of things that were more inference, you know, that was like inferred but not said mm-hmm. outright. Okay. I mean, you know, as I said, that's pretty much my only minor yeah. right. But yeah, I, I liked how her character ended up. I liked that she didn't die. I think that they're leaving her character open. Um, I think that she can be a uh you know, in 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 a Star Wars universe, you need to have new characters to tell stories. You can't mm-hmm. constantly and if Obi-Wan is even got a, even the slightest hope for a second season. You got to know that there, there's somebody in Lucasfilm and st- at the story group thinking about, well, can Luke, can Obi-Wan, or sorry, Ben, can Ben and Reva go on an adventure? Mm-hmm. Can they do something? Can there mm-hmm. be, because she's a character that we've never seen before and we don't want to have uh, Ben interacting too much with Leia at this point. Yeah. With Luke. You know, we don't want that threat to be there. So if they do want to tell another story, there's a there's a way to do that. Now, yeah. If they do it, if they choose not to, go somewhere else, fine. But I think that's part of the reason anyway. I think that she presents a good character. Uh, and now that she's no longer tied to the dark side, she can now become the hero or the protagonist. And we can yeah. see what happens with that. So Yeah. Now, one thing I want to do, get right out of the way, is I've seen a few people complaining about People complaining? Star Wars, really? Oh, I, I know, right? The scene at the homestead when Luke is running away from Leia, or not Leia, from Reva, and Reva ignites her lightsaber. They're saying that breaks canon because Luke doesn't act like he knew what a lightsaber is. But Did he even see it? That's the thing. He never saw it. They shot it in a way that Luke never, you, Luke never really gets a good look at who is chasing him. So when you see the scene, when you see the scene of him climbing out of the homestead, the little pit thing, little underground thing that they have, he's climbing out onto into the desert, and Reva has her lightsaber. His back is turned the entire time as he's running, and the only time, and then when they're in the canyon again, Reva doesn't have her lightsaber lit, and Luke is far enough away that he never gets direct eye contact with her. Right. So that does not break canon. That does not break any anything to do with Luke knowing, not knowing about about Luke knowing about the Force or not knowing about the Force because when it's used on him, it knocks him out. Right. So that yeah, exactly. So, that but that's their complaint. That was one of the complaints that breaks canon. But <laughs> <laughs> I have to uh, <clears throat> for those who there, who are only listening to this. I just while while Mark was talking, I decided to uh, put a little sign on my mug of water 
<laughs> called Fanboy Tears, which are, are mighty strong. I'm choking on I it. know, right. <laughs> I can't take credit for that. That's uh, uh, Pablo Hidalgo from Lucasfilm has a mug that says that, So, which I absolutely adore. So I don't know. I don't mean to mess with people's childhoods and whatever, but come on, folks. No, it's, it's the same people that oh, I we know. see all the time that complain about it. Anyway, uh, but yeah, I, I love that kind of like you said, that kind of parallel story that we have going of Obi-Wan going after Vader. And um, one thing I, I, I really liked is the parallels between how each of the episodes of this series have somehow paralleled the same episode in the movie trilogy. Mm-hmm. Like they've all kind of gone, you know, we're introduced to episode one. We're introduced to a uh, a kid who's happened to be force sensitive. Yes, yes. Episode two, we go to a kind of this kind of Blade Runner ish type world where you have this kind of it's the same thing where they're on the streets of Coruscant in episode two with all the lights and neon. It's the same thing where they're on the planet. Each one is kind of parallel at one point. Something and was, in. And what was this one? What was six? Uh, Return of the Jedi. I know, but what was the parallel? Uh, um, I guess just redemption. Oh, Obi- well, no, also Obi-Wan going after, going after Vader says, I have to, I have to go after him. I have to stop him. Luke says the same thing in Return of the Jedi. I yeah. have to stop him. And Obi-Wan, yeah, like, removes himself from the situation with his friend. So. Which, which, uh, someone, they, they made a joke, uh, when I was watching the, the, uh, the screen crush breakdown. They made the joke of, well, why, why did, why didn't Vader just send TIE fighters after the, after the, uh, rebel ship or go after, go after the rebel ship in his own TIE fighter or go after Obi-Wan in his own TIE fighter and Ryan just says, because Star Wars. I mean, he's not wrong. <laughs> because so, Star Wars. That's... I mean, he's not wrong. <laughs> yeah. You know, but sometimes you don't, sometimes you, logic does not work in well, the galaxy me... far, far away. Let me tell you a side story. If I already told you this, stop me. Okay. My, uh, the last week of school, of course, you know, kids are not getting any work done. So not the last week, but maybe the last two days. So my, my colleague decided to put on a movie. I, I wasn't, wasn't my decision. It wasn't my movie. They put on the movie Sonic the Hedgehog. Did I tell you? Yeah. That? Yeah. You told me. I did yeah, tell you. you. Said, okay. Yeah. Right. And yeah. I, and as I said, I said, you know, they were questioning something that the hedgehog did. And I went, you got a, you got a moving around hedgehog and that's what you're upset about. Okay. Fine. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so the Reva character, I think, ended well. I think the mm-hmm. Reva character arc, you know, the redemption was made without it being too over the top. She's still in pain. She still has to deal with the trauma of this, and then she's going to move on. So, yeah. and leave potential. Maybe nothing, maybe something. Maybe we'll see her in another show, another series. Who knows? But then we got Obi-Wan, who, mm. like you said, makes the decision to leave. Leave the ship, yeah. Leave the to- ship. I mean, it, it's partially to, I think he's driven by a few things. I think he's driven to try to, uh, protect everybody else by, he knows that Vader will follow him. Mm-hmm. So he decides to, you know, jump ship, um, in a literal jump ship to chase by Vader and then hopefully they'll, they'll leave them alone. Uh, I think he also knows that he has to face Vader. I think he knows yeah. that, you know, he, he's built up his force strength. He has to, re- he has to face him again. But, but the big thing that, that the big takeaway for Obi-Wan is right up, 
through that confrontation is that he still believed he could save Anakin. Anakin. Yeah. Or he could get he get through to Anakin. And boy. Oh. That fight, I mean That it, was emotional. Yes. Like like it wasn't it was a great fight, but it wasn't epic. It wasn't necessarily this well, we was, already had that, you know. It was we emotional. This. We needed we needed a different type of fight. Like I have loved how Lucasfilm has handled you know lightsaber fights because they can't all be the same thing. If they did the same thing, I will say this, I felt there was enough level of epicness to see when you see Vader, like you remember the last time we saw Vader do this level of physicality was in the end of Rogue One. And he really would and he really didn't have any any equal. He was basically tearing through yeah. uh he was tearing through rebel troopers like they were battle droids. And and that's what mm-hmm. he was doing. And it was amazing and it was epic to see, but it wasn't him fighting an equal. And here mm-hmm. we see and even a few episodes ago, he he was toying with Obi Wan for God's sake. He wasn't really fighting him. But here yeah. we see an actual fight. And one, yes, it's not over lava and it doesn't take twenty minutes to get through, but it was a an you know, a an emotional and it was raw. And oh, yeah. when you see Obi Wan, you know, just throwing rocks and oh. peppering him. And to see Vader I mean, I haven't seen him live action get the you know what beat out of him since Luke was sitting there over him, like you know, just yeah, even wax at him and then cutting off his arm or his hand and yeah. his robotic hand. Apparently, you know, this was just this was you're right, emotional and raw, and to see it happen, it was just unbelievable. But to have and and I knew it was coming, we, but we oh, all knew that we were going to be the face. You know, that same idea. And I liked somebody, I think somebody pointed out that, you know, in this particular moment in Star Wars history, Obi-Wan takes out the, I guess it's Vader's left side of his, or sorry, yeah. right side of his face. And then, uh, later in Rebels, on in Rebels, Ahsoka, Ahsoka takes, takes off the, left the other. Yeah. Right. And neither one of them completely takes off the mask. Only it's one person Only is one able person to, did that loop. So it's Luke. almost like a trifecta, you know, like boom, yeah. boom. Yeah. So I thought that was an interesting observation. Well, even even the the arrogant of you know Vader's air, like when he finally buries Obi Wan when there when he he knocks him down that pit and then yeah. buries him alive, and thinking that you know this ah I've got him. And I liked how when he had the thing off, it said, um, "What did he say? Like, you no, know, you did not do this to me. You did not fail. You did not kill Anakin. This is not your failure." This, I, I did yeah. this to myself. And even that smile, he gets that smile, and I think that was the moment for Obi Wan. I think he kind of knew, but that was like the final moment where he's like, "My friend is dead." And do you think, in some ways, Vader or Anakin now Vader wanted to absolve him? Because at first he said, "I am what you made me." Yeah. Earlier on, so this one was like, "No, I did that. I made this choice." Like, it seemed like he said, look, yes, you know, maybe he said, not that he said these words, but he said, maybe, yes, it's true that, you know, you cut off my arms, you cut off my legs, you left me to die in a volcanic pit. And if it weren't for the emperor and his shock troopers, I would have been dead. But instead, they were able to put me inside of a, basically an iron lung robot suit. Mm -hmm. 
and I still live and, and exist. But I was the one who made the decision. I was yeah. the one who, you know, whether that's I made a decision to chop off Mace's hand. I made a decision to nearly choke Padme to death. I made the decision to, you know, take the low ground. <laughs> you know, whatever it is, yeah. I did it. Very, it's, it, it was a very interesting, it felt to me like he was almost absolving. And then, and maybe in a turn, absolving himself, saying, well, this is what happened. I did this to myself. Now I will do it to him. But when, when he was walking, when he walked away from him, and you just, and the, you know, the, the screaming, and the, of course, you know, the half, uh, Hayden Christensen, half James Earl Jones voice. French so, oh, yeah. Thank you. Just... Thank you, Lucasfilm, whatever you did with that. Um, and I got to tell you, man, if it was AI technology that did that, it's an, it's a prime example of how you can use AI in such an awesome way. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, no offense to James Earl Jones. I am, will be forever indebted to the actor for doing what he has done. But because of what he has done, we, and because of this technology, we will never have a Vader that doesn't sound like Vader. And, and I'm, and I'm grateful. Oh, you know, I'm but grateful. yeah, that was just so, I mean, and to see, cause it was, it was nice to spot, you know, to see, see Vader with the face because you can see the emotion. You know, that's the that is the thing with fate is he he's still able to show emotion through the suit, but to see that face and to see that anguish and that hate Absolutely. You know, Absolutely. And uh, I mean, even again, I I'm pointing out uh Green Crush a lot. I because I just got done actually. I didn't finish it. I have to watch Green. I haven't got I only watched this one Star Force One it's called. Oh, I haven't seen it. Yeah, we usually yeah. watch um, they usually get the first thing out. It's usually like a five to ten minute video. We but. we usually watch Screen Crush or New Rockstars. Or New Rockstars, yeah. Yeah, us too. But uh, anyway, what he was saying was oh, yeah. he feels this was the best this scene right here was some of the best acting Hayden Christensen has done in the Skywalker saga. Like I and I have to I mean, not that not that I don't think the the acting has been bad, but this was just like the few lines of like the lines of dialogue that he had were just so point on when he was, you know, when he was Anakin, when he heard the Hayden Christensen voice, I think, was just so great. I agree. Although I will say that last week was when he was the flashback scene. So that, that scene happens. We, we are treated to, you know, what is such an emotional, you know, the, the, the rematch of the century. And, um, it's, and you notice you finally hear him call him Darth. Yeah. I caught that. He one. calls him Darth. Like Twice. he knows Anakin is gone. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So now he says Darth is, you know, Darth is all that's, Vader is all that's left. I want to jump back before we kind of talk about the wrap up, which is like the, probably one of the longest wrap ups of any of the Star Wars that we've done. Meaning like, you know, that last episode, that last uh, episode of a series or the season, mm-hmm. you know, the climax happens and then there's a long, there was a long wrap up. You know, with with um, everything, and I, I liked it. I thought that was it, it wrapped up a lot. But before we get to that, um, I got to give it up for Ank- Uncle Owen and Aunt Peru. Like, come on, Aunt Peru! I mean, she's she like did some amazing. Uh, you know, I mean, it, it, she was just being protect the protector, but um, you know, getting the getting the weapons out, and she she and Owen were like, you know 
tag, you know, tag teaming on, on Riva. And even though we both know that Riva would even be injured, be able to handle that, they were, they were being protective. They were caring about Luke and, and putting their lives on the line for him. So you got to give him credit for that. Yeah. You know, um, and uh, I, I was just happy for the actors, for Joel Egerton. I mean, Joel Egerton has gone on to do, to do pretty well for himself. But Bonnie Peace, you know, it was a great role, but she yeah, barely yeah. did anything was, in Attack of the Clones. So it was nice for her to have this moment. It, and it was good to see this kind of, you can see Lars moving from how we saw him in Attack of the, in, uh, Attack of the Clones and, and uh, the little bit we see him at the end of um, Revenge of the Sith. Of being kind of more happy, you know, kind of happy to this kind of grizzled. Why is and again, that word? again, <laughs> grizzled. Well, yeah, grizzled farmer, and and again, I don't think as far as the Star Wars character, Lars gets enough credit. Lars oh. raised a Jedi. Yeah, and and he was. I, I mean, I liked how you know you really see him take on the role of parent, not uncle. Yeah, but of yeah. parent. And, yeah. and, you know, and I loved at the end, as we're, you know, one of the bits of closure when, when Obi-Wan shows up and he said, you want to meet him? You know, oh, that was really good. And I, I love the scene kind of jumping back to with the confirma- confrontation between, um, Reva and Owen when they're fighting and she says something about, he's not, he's not your own or he's not really yours. And he said, yes, he is. Wow. Well, as every, and, and, and at at that point, millions of adopting parents, adoptive parents, you know, cried out in joy and said, yes, that is very true. Yeah. Yeah. He's Um, every, he's every bit. So, all right, let's talk about the, the big Sith in the room. So, uh, you know, there's Vader, you know, talking on the, talking on the hollow, hollow phone. Yeah, and who do we see? But Ian McDermott, the original trilogy, Ian McDermott. I mean, like the look, and yeah. wow, was that so much fun? And you gotta love these actors. You know, they all sign these NDAs. You can't say a word, but it's you know, it's just it was just a joy. Ah, uh, just a. I mean, it didn't have to be a big moment. It was just a joy to see yeah, Ian McDermott again. Playing that role, you know, calling Vader out again. Yeah, and again, saying the same line he says in Jedi. Are your feelings, are your feelings clear, clear on this, Lord Vader? Yeah, they clear, Lord Vader. Lord Vader. Ah, love it. But then we get to the very last scene, and, and we'll and we'll talk about a few more things. But well, first let's talk about this. Okay. You got Obi Wan back in his, you know, ROTS, uh, you know, his his uh, Jedi outfit with the, the cutoff that or the cutoff robe. And you know, basically being what he looked like, and even even clean shaven, and he like got his not clean shaven, but you know, he cleaned up his hair, he combed it back, got the product for it. So, yeah, well, apparently they have that on Tatooine. I, uh, and, I mean, and he does get to go and meet Luke, and he and he gives the hello there, you know, and it's hello like, he yeah, said the line. how many how many fans were like, he said the thing, he, he said the thing, <laughs> he, he said the thing, <laughs> there it is, you know, uh, I mean, just. Just so much fun. Oh, and, there are so many. I mean, just going back, there's so many times, especially in this episode, where I'm like, ah, ah, uh, Vader, Va- like, let's go back to Vader going down to the planet in classic Lambda the, the class shuttle. shuttle. When the first oh. time I saw it, I'm like, Shuttle Tendarium, uh, Lambda class, Lambda class. Oh, 
Unbelievable. You know, it's, it's, and it's funny too, because it's like, even Lucas himself didn't like to repeat himself. You know, even Lucas, you know, and, and, you know, you had tie fighters in the first two movies and in the third movie you had tie interceptors, which we've never seen again, by the way. So, mm. you know, Favreau, Baloney, let's get some tie interceptors yeah. back. Right. Um, and, uh, you know, but then there's always been like some variation on, you know, yeah. and, and, uh, it was nice to just see the one thing I want to talk to you about really quick is the music because someone pointed out something with the mu- with the way they did the music a lot of a lot of times is you'd hear the beginning of a classic theme but then it would change like you'd hear the beginning of the imperial march you'd hear like the first few notes but then wow. it will kind of change this, because this, this episode they 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 oh yeah, they, they 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 did they did the complete imperial they, march. They gave us Leia's theme. They gave us the Force theme. They gave us the imperial march. They, they gave us went. they gave us um, Anakin and, and uh, Padme's love love theme. And so what he they first, gave yeah. us when Vader was out. Oh, I mean we're jumping around, folks. Sorry about that. Oh, it, it's yeah. Our brains are like you know bag of cats right now. So, um, but they a scene when he was on when they were chase when the. Star Destroyer was chasing the little ship, definitely a throwback to the Rebel Blockade Runner. Except this ship is kind of weaving and guiding. Yeah. And thing is shooting. That was increased firepower, big... and it looked like it really increased firepower. There was um, I don't know the name of the queue, but uh, it, was it was the uh, the chase scene from it. Re- chase scene. Strike. Well, yeah. it really wasn't a chase scene. I think they used it was more. No, it wasn't the chase scene. It was it was the music cue from when um, Rogue Two is looking for. They're doing the search on the over the snow when the when the P forty sevens I call them snow yeah. scooters were like searching for Luke and Han in the snow the next morning. But it wasn't exactly that. Yeah. Well, what they pointed out was that you get these little cues, but you don't get all of them because that comes later. Yeah. Those music cues come later. Right. Which which makes I get the the idea of it. I will say that I felt. Now maybe it was just the the mix to this show for this episode, mm-hmm. but I felt that this particular episode the music was more sticking out to me. Or though it could have just been that I was hearing a lot of John Williams, and yeah. he's just a lot. I'm sorry, is nothing against Natalie's work. Um, I feel the same way about nothing against Ludwig Göransson's work or the other guy that was helping out with Boba Fett. But I feel like a lot of times these younger composers, um, they tend to be more the, the thematic writing is more much more subtle and it just is now it just and we've talked about this it is yeah. much more subtle i'm not a fan of it to be honest with you i mean i don't dislike it but i just it's not something like i'm not going to go out and buy the obi-wan album aside yeah. from the main theme oh yeah look by john williams because i hear a theme and i like to hear a theme it's it's a light motif it's obi-wan's theme now you know yeah. and and i'd love to i would love it if we got another special edition where we put a little of that theme when he's when he's walking down making the crate dragon sound, you know, <laughs> like to kind of connect it. But it's you know what I mean, just because I love it. Same thing with Solo's theme, you know, and and the galactic the galactic star cruisers theme or whatever. So yes, I do recognize what you're saying about how they use just a few beats, a few notes of a theme, and then go into a different direction because yes we're not there yet but there were a lot of moments where we were we got there we just arrived and um let's talk about leia getting the holster but that was an interesting scene and that she put it on 
and the yeah. mom was okay with this. Like, Alderaan is peaceful. They have no weapons, but they have a holster. But maybe that's a sign of things. We have our holsters are empty. You know, it's like we carry droids in our holster. Yeah, we <laughs> right. It was, became a. It ended up becoming a a, a holster for Lola. But then I yeah. you knew that Obi Wan was going to come back and deliver Lola. So and again, a, they give a, a good plot hole cover for why she acts like she doesn't know who Obi-Wan is when she calls, when she does the hollow, because she tells him, he tells her, he's like, we have, basically we have to keep this secret because mm-hmm. it could be danger to all of us. Right. So it's like, it okay, sense. yeah, I was like, okay, okay, yeah. Um, I still don't think that was that big of a deal, but it was no. fine that yeah. they said it. But it was such an emotional connection mm-hmm. to see, and now all I think of is the next time Obi-Wan sees Leia in person is when she's escaping on the Falcon with Han and Luke and Chewie and the droids. And she he takes one look side-eye while he's fighting Vader. And then he yeah. sees them all together, and he smiles, and then, and then sacrifices. So, yep. I mean, just gets you, you know. Then we get to the very last scene. And everybody was hoping. Even, he threw, I, I said to myself, I mean, it, some some argued, perhaps, correctly so, that maybe there was too much setup. Like the, you know, like they're they're just setting it up so much that if they don't deliver, it there were going to be riots. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah. Not I, that I felt that it was that bad, but I did. You know, he kept trying to reach his master, trying to reach his master. I said, you know, that's what's going to. Now the question is, is it going to be audible or visual? And again, even more than Ian McDermott, because Ian McDermott has already made his appearances. He's made his return. You know, he was yeah. there in Rise of Skywalker. So he kind of already had that. But Qui-Gon, Liam Neeson. This and the perfect line, like, what basically, what took you, what so, took you long? so long? <laughs> I was like, like exact, oh. Exactly what Qui-Gon would say. You know, and it just, oh, just a, I mean, I want, now, the only thing is that they wet my, they wet my appetite. Now, I want Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon, I don't care that he's a force ghost, I want him on an, an adventure together. If Luke, can I mean? Granted, I think Luke and Yoda have mastered the whole, you know, corporeal, semi-corporeal thing better. Yeah. But if Luke, you know, first of all, if Obi Wan can sit on a log, then yeah. Qui Gon can go on an adventure with Obi Wan. Yeah. So I want to see that. But you know, and then flashback it to earlier times. So I want to see an Obi Wan Qui Gon adventure. Even a new adventure, like some that gets Qui Gon. You know, and that was another thing that they did, which I thought was interesting, was that Obi Wan understood that Owen and Baru are doing just fine. Yeah, they, he, yeah. He even said that he's like, I, he's like, he just needs to be a boy, right? Let him so, be a boy, so he can definitely have some adventures on his own. Yeah, like it looked like he was going on his own. Like he's leaving. He's not going to just sit there and watch over Luke anymore. I mean, I think he's going to keep an eye on him, like, you know, maybe just kind of hear, listen to the rumblings going around, you know, Moss Isley and whatever. Yeah. And find out, you know, any, any, you know, if there's been any word about Owen or whatever. But I think he's going to go on some more of adventures of his own. Maybe well, only this, on Tatooine. And I but. think this sets up some of the way that, um, Obi-Wan acts and reacts. Yes. Of- of in the original trilogy towards Luke, like, yes. even after he becomes the, the Force Goof, Almost this thing of like, did I make the right decision? Right. Did I make the right decision of leaving him there? 
Should I have trained him? Because he basically left it in the hands of the force. When he left it there, he's left it like the force, the force will work everything out. And, you know, eventually we will find our, our path together because it will, if it's the will of the force, then that will happen. Right. Yeah. I I think this set itself, the whole episode and the whole series really kind of set Obi-Wan on an adventure that filled in. I think it filled in a lot more little gaps than created potholes. Yeah. And, uh, I, I was, I was there for it. My daughter loved it. She was, she was texting us through it. So we knew when she saw the next thing and the next thing and the next thing she used to call, um, one of uh, growing a funny story when she was growing up, she did not, both my wife and my daughter are not fans of Revenge of the Sith only because of the, the serious dark turn that it yeah. takes. And they knew it had to happen. They knew it was coming. Um, but for my daughter, the hardest part for her, she knew because I told her that Emperor, that uh, Palpatine was the emperor, that was Sidious. They were the same person, and she. But what? But what? None of us kind of expected was how. You know, I didn't think about how Palpatine ended up being so gr- kind of grotesque looking in Return of the Jedi, and they kind of explained that with you know him trying to shock. Mace with the lightsaber and he was reflecting it back on him and his face was melting. Well, that just, you know, for my daughter, that was a very challenging scene to get. Yeah. That he's, she said, she just kept calling him frog face. (laughs) So this is going back like, you know, uh, uh, 15 years ago, right? And so, you know, I, she's texting us that she's watching and we weren't watching together, but she was, she watched, she watched a little later in the day. And then, you know, all of a sudden she texts, frog face is back. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, yep, frog face, frog face. Be back. Hi, frog face. So anyway, it's, it, uh, so, okay. You, final thoughts on Obi-Wan Kenobi, the series as a whole. You go first. What was that question? Sorry. Final thoughts on Obi-Wan Kenobi. Um, a, a great, great show. I mean, I think overall acting, acting wise, this has been the best series, best of the series. I think the acting has been super. Nothing against the other other ones, but I think oh. on an acting level, this has been. Um, well, this, I mean, you got to give you and McGregor props. I mean, oh, I, yeah, you know he's he's a pretty, he, you know, he's a pretty uh, strong pedigree of actor. He was yeah. before episode one. And then he did episode one and, you know, it was, and many consider him to be the strongest aspect of the prequels that those that didn't like the prequels, many did applaud Ewan McGregor's performance, both, both acting wise and physically in Mm -hmm. his, in his stunt work and his lightsaber work. So yeah, that's to have him back leading this, this whole series, but also, you know, Jimmy Smith's and, you know, the little girl, uh, the young Leia, she just, just did an amazing job. So yeah, I, I wish that in the case of a story like this, I know that Lucasfilm is um, considering a, a theatrical release, uh, which is fine, but I kind of hope that on Disney plus, and, and I think that they could do the same thing with Boba Fett and maybe with the Mandalorian as well. And with all of the series that come up, I wish that they would do a connected version of it. I would love to watch this movie, this show especially, 
with six episodes, it's not the huge, it's not the biggest show. I think this is a good one to do this with just to see how it would work. Start from the very beginning. No credits in between. No, you know, when we last left everybody, just here's the scene. Here's the next scene. Here's the next scene. Here's the next scene. And it just goes and connects. It'll be three hours long, three, three to four hours. But I would love to see this movie at, see it as a film, like as a connected tissue. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if that'll ever happen, but it would be a great thing for Disney Plus to release kind of during an off season, yeah. an off moment between this series and the next series. And maybe do it by season. You know what I mean? Like, I, I just think that would be a cool thing. Yeah, Personally, definitely. I am, I am here for these side stories, these small adventures that allow us to, you know, break open the character and explore them a little more, explore a previously unseen time period a little bit more. I, I applaud Disney Plus and Lucasfilm and Disney, I should say, for yeah. it. Now, Let's get the characters in the parks, man. <laughs> I want yeah, Obi-Wan. Yeah. I want that droid. I want Reva. I want you know, Tala. I want everybody just have <laughs> walking around Galaxy's Edge. Yes. Um, so we'll see. We'll see if uh, that ever happens. Here's, here's, let's, let's look forward now, counting the days till Andor. And that's mm-hmm. going to be crazy. That's like 12 episodes and then another 12. Uh-huh. Something. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, that's going to be a definite uh, closer to normal, you know, um, uh, uh, kind of what we're more used to with like network TV. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Uh, Well, I mean, yeah, Obi Wan, so good, so good, so good. If you don't like it, turn the TV off. Yeah, and you can try something else. Read a book. Read a read a book. There's literally hundreds of star wars books and something will catch your fancy but you know no no complaints about it here i'm i'm i am here for it i hope they do another episode i'd love to see you and mcgregor return and continue that continue the story there's i don't care if they look they could fill within within our lifetime they could fill literally every second of timeline from the time of the birth of anakin skywalker to the time of the death of Ray Skywalker, <laughs> you know, and thousands of years before and thousands of years after, and it would be fine. So, yeah. it's all good. Oh yeah, the of course Obi Wan Wednesdays uh, Hasbro has been releasing new action figures, and uh, today was no different. They released the name of the uh, a black series. Or when I say released, this is the new thing. They didn't actually release it; they just announced it. And then tomorrow they go up for pre-order. Yay. So there's a three pack. It's of, of three and three quarter inch figures. It's going to be one of the, you know, Obi-Wan had a lot of different looks in this series. So this is one of his looks. And then a Jawa, I guess a Jawa that sells him stuff and the, um, purge trooper, which is really exciting because I think that might be the first time he had the purge trooper. And then black series, they announced the, the, the worker droid. I can't think of his name. The Nevo, I think. Yeah. And, yeah. And uh, so, you know, they, and they've been announcing a couple of figures and other things too, like Funko Pops and all these other things. So I appreciate it. Of course, most of them aren't coming in out until literally next year or at the very end of this calendar year. So as a collector, I'm kind of like, ugh. Yay, great. Another pre-order. 
you know, poor my poor wife has to every day another box comes in. It's like, yeah, but I hoarded it like nine months ago. I'm sorry. <laughs> and it's like a little box, one figure. Boom. So, yeah. Whatever. But ah, uh, yes, life life of a collector in 2022. Yeah. All right. Well, All right. let's. Uh, I think that kind of wraps up our look at the Obi Wan series as a whole. Uh, Will, why don't you let the people out there know where they can find you at? You can find me on YouTube. I live on YouTube. Well, not really. But I have a, a channel, Darth Tuba Star Wars Unboxing Show. The title is simple. It's, it's exactly what I do. Um, we had a whole mega unboxing take place the other day. So much so that I think I broke it down into seven or eight episodes. Um, just because I... You know, I needed to spread it out to get some episodes going before we go, while we go away to our Galaxy's Edge trip coming up in a few uh, weeks. And, uh, you can reach me at, uh, DarthTuba77 at gmail.com. We also have a big yard sale. It's Star Wars garage sale taking place. Um, anybody in the central Jersey area, check out the channel. You can email me if you want more specifics. Um, you can also reach me on Twitter at DarthTuba and on Instagram. Same. Find Darth Tuba's Star Wars unboxing page on Facebook. All right. As for us here at War of the Stars, if you want to get a hold of us, best way to do that is through our email, War of the Stars One at gmail.com uh, or at War of the Stars One on Twitter. Um, we're pretty active on there. Or you can go to our Facebook group. We now have a chat on the Facebook group that uh, it's been getting a couple people, few people in there talking about the show and, uh, saying that they are fans of the show. So, uh, we appreciate any of the, any of the feedback of anybody who is saying that they're fans of the show. Yeah, uh, to Garrett Jones, Mandy Bratcher, and Francisco Chacon, uh, were in the chat earlier and all have said they are enjoy the show and fans of the show. So Thanks, thank you guys. all. Yes, thank you very much. It's always uh, humbling. I know I see that, that, you know, we have so many views, so many listeners, but it's, for me at least personally, it's always humbling when you get someone personally who says, hey, I enjoy the show. Um, You know, I'm a fan. I really like what you guys do. So thank you very much. Uh, If you want to support the show, patreon.com forward slash war of the stars or go to our spreadshirt shop, spreadshirt.com. And just type in War of the Stars. You can find it there. We are, of course, a proud member of the Red 5 Network. Uh, go to red5network.com for more information on all the shows. Uh, if you are in the Chicago area coming up, I believe it's this next week, uh, Red 5 is going to be doing their uh, own convention, Scarif Con in the Chicago area. So if you are there and you run into any of the guys from guys or girls from Red 5, Say hi to them. Tell them how much you enjoy the show. And, of course, tell them how much you enjoy For the Stars. Uh, definitely wish I could be there, but, unfortunately, life just got in the way. Um, as it always does. Life did not find a way to get you there, sir. No. Um, it, so, with that being said, remember, this is not this, this is not just my Star Wars. This is not just your Star Wars. This is our Star Wars. Until next time. May the force be with you. Goodbye there.